Perak Vav Mishnah Hey. The remainder of the Perak will discuss things that a person may wear outside the Rosh Hashanah Mishnah begins, Yotza Isha Bechute Seyar Bein Mishalah Bein Mishal Chaverta Bein Mishal Behema. A woman may wear outside the Rosh Hashanah various types of strings that she braids into her hair, whether that's made from her own hair or friends' hair, even animals' hair. Not a problem for her to go out into Rosh with that braided into her hair. In contrast to the halacha we learned in Mishnah Aleph, the Mishnah said it's forbidden for a woman to go out with strings of wool or linen braided into her hair, into Rosh And we explained that the Rabbanan are concerned that if she has to use the mikvah on Shabbos, since the braids will have to be loosened before she goes in the mikvah, she might take them off completely and then carry that in her hand into Rosh and commit a biblical violation of carrying. The Mishnah here is saying that only the woolen or linen strings are a problem because those have to indeed be loosened before she goes in the mikvah, otherwise it would pose a chatzitza problem, would block the water from getting to all of her hair, whereas a braid that itself is made of hair will not block the mikvah waters, so she isn't required to even loosen that when going into the mikvah. As a result, there's no concern, there's no problem wearing this into Rosh Hashanah And the Mishnah adds that it's not an issue, first of all, even if the braid is made from her friend's hair, even though you could maybe argue that if it's her friend's hair, she might find that repulsive and be tempted to take that off in Rosh Hashanah And in the case of where it's made from animal hair, maybe your friends will laugh at it and she'll want to take it off. The Mishnah says, nah, it's braided in her hair tightly. We're not concerned, therefore she's going to remove this and carry it for real in Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah then says, As alluded to in Mishnah Aleph, women may go out to Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos with either headband or headbangles if those are sewn to her hat. For although in the original rabbinic decree she would not be allowed to wear these things and not sewn it to the hat, lest she take that off and show to her friend Rosh Hashanah and carry it, if it's sewn onto the hat, it's not an issue. For the only way she could show it to her friend would be to take off her hat, which she would never do that. She would never bare her head in Rosh Hashanah So that's not a concern. But we did mention in Mishnah Aleph that it is, for some reason, no longer the practice nowadays for women to be stringent about to wearing jewelry outside of Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. The mission continues, would also be permitted for her to go out wearing bakavul ubapeyanachris lechatzer either a certain forehead pad worn for beauty purposes or a wig. As we explained in Mishnah Aleph, the general rule is that if you're talking about jewelry that cannot be worn outside the Rosh Hashanah, it cannot be worn even out into the courtyard, even though the court is not yet the public domain. As we're worried, maybe she'll end up wearing that out into the Rosh Hashanah. So like, normally the halach is, it's either you know, totally permitted for whatever reason or prohibited even in the courtyard. But regarding these two items, the forehead pad, the wig, the Rabbanan decided on a kind of compromise that she shouldn't wear it out into Rosh Rabbin because maybe she will take this off to show her friend. For the wig, you know, it could be slipped out from under her hat to show her friend. But in order that she should be able to look attractive her husband, she could wear these in the courtyard. We don't go as far with the prohibition when it comes to these two items. Mishnah rules that also she may go out even into Rosh Hashanah with a piece of cloth in her ear to stop a discharge or 
or a lining in her sandal to protect her foot. Or a padding that she wears if she's menstruating. All of these would be defined as a part of her person, not things that she's carrying, so not an issue at all, to wear these out into Rosh Hashanah Also, but pilpel, a woman may go out into Rosh Hashanah with a peppercorn in her mouth that she has in there to fight bad breath. Or the lump of salt in her mouth that she has in there because of a toothache. She's trying to combat some kind of a tooth disease. Which adds, Or anything else she might put in her mouth for a similar reason. Say ginger or cinnamon for bad breath. We would say that since it's there for her personal hygiene or for health, it's a part of her person, not an issue of carrying. But the mission now states a significant qualification that provided that she doesn't put the thing in her mouth to deal with her bad breath on Shabbos. She has to put it in her mouth before Shabbos starts. Moreover, even if she did put it in before Shabbos, if it fell out, she can't put it back in her mouth on Shabbos. The reason for all of this is an issue of Marsayin, that if somebody sees her putting this in her mouth, and then going outside to Shabbos Aram, they may not realize that she's doing it to fight bad breath, they'll think she's just using this as a trick to carry on Shabbos. Another case, the Mishnah says, Shein Toseves v'shein shel zahav rebi matir v'chacham osrim. Regarding whether a person could go out with a false tooth, even if it looks nice, let's say it's made of gold or a gold plating, on a blemished tooth, Rebbe said that's not a problem, it's not an issue, we're not worried she's going to take that out of her mouth to show her friend or Rosh Hashanah and carry it, but the Chachamim forbid a person from going out into Shosharab with either of these. And the Chacham argue maybe she'll be embarrassed by the false tooth or by the plating, and as a result, take them out and carry them in Shosharabim and thereby commit a biblical violation of the Malacha.